Thanks for listening to the Wannabes Podcast. This is a Smash Brothers Melee-centered podcast hosted by two power-ranked players in New York City, JD and Wasabi. And every week we talk about our journey, our experiences, and the lessons we've learned from competing in the best game ever made. If you support us, give us a follow on Twitter at SSB underscore wannabes with one E. There you'll find links to our Discord, our YouTube videos, as well as getting notified on whenever the new episode is up. Anyways, enjoy the show. How's it going, everyone? This is the Wannabes Podcast. My name is JD. This is Wasabi. What's up? And today we are talking about Hax's Nightclub, the new NYC local, and how to best enjoy your melee outing. So let's get into it. Will, how was your week, first off? Yeah, my week was really fun. I mean, my girlfriend was away, so I just had a lot of free time to kind of just hang out. And it's honestly, you know, besides missing her, been a really amazing week, you know, both in melee and with friends and just getting stuff done dude like I, I felt like this week i've been like on overdrive for like the last five days but like in one of those like good ones yeah no that's awesome and then you kind of carried that momentum into hax's nightclub no, no spoilers but we're going to talk about it in like two minutes but um yeah i'm sure that kind of helped your performance a little bit just having all that stuff done in your in your real life yeah, yeah. I, it felt like very much like this week was super busy, but also very balanced. And, and and that was good. Like I was, you know, getting places, you know, orientating and onboarding still with work. And then, you know, I got to hang out with a lot of friends. I got my computer set up. We're doing some sick shit with the podcast, as you know. And so, yeah, overall, like it just reflected in my gameplay for sure. Yeah. Hell yeah. So before we get into Hex's nightclub, my week, I'll just talk about that a little bit. Um, I actually got a raise, as you well know. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, we have yeah. to talk about that too. Yeah, dude. So just uh, just real quick, and I think, I think I'd like to talk about this like next week or something, kind of at length. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've been kind of sitting on a, a bit of a pay raise for a bit. Um, a few months ago, a coworker left and... Um, he was, you know, there at the company as long as I was. He was there for like two years. It's a small company, so he had a lot on his plate. And um, I kind of took everything over in a way that my bosses were really, really happy with because uh, they were worried. You know, he had a, he had a lot of uh, business under his belt, mm-hmm. business as in like he was in charge of buying a lot of stuff, you know, because we buy and sell shit on Amazon. So he was on yeah. top of a lot of brands, and I just took over all that buying responsibility. So and they uh i kept bothering them for a raise and they gave me you know without talking numbers i got like a 21 percent raise dude that's amazing dude like i think what's funny is um when you know you you told me the numbers about it you know we both got like similar raises you know with know. me moving jobs and you actually getting promoted it's yeah. like super cool and also it's like super like well one it's just like I lo- you know, like we live in New York, you know, New Jersey. It's like expensive over here. Mm-hmm. But also it's just like the quality of life to be able to like just like start saving up is so important. Like us being like in our mid 20s now, but also super re- like relatable with the article that just came out. Oh man, um, there's so much stuff we got to talk. We should just do two back to back podcasts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I know, I know, about. but you, I know, but you know this article was just too good. It's too good not to talk about. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to do you want to pivot? <laughs> no, 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 no. We can't pivot. We already got our agenda set. We're a professional podcast now. We we talk exactly what we plan to. Um well, yeah. but that so so we'll, we'll push that back. Um we're happy for each other. We're kicking ass. Um yeah. Anyway, we had Hax's nightclub come up. And yeah, yeah. um just from what I know it was a well-run event. It was the second launch of this exact title. This is not Deja Vu. You're not listening to an old episode. This is the second installment of Hax's Nightclub. And, uh, Will, you were there, so, uh, you know, take it away. Well, yeah. So, first thing to say is that, you know, it was an amazing event. The venue was super cool. Very much like a nightclub, to be very fair. Um, T-Pain made an appearance. 
So that was really cool. <laughs> um, but you know, me being the nerd that that I am, uh, I, my biggest concern was that there was a DJ there playing, you know, pretty solid music. You know, not mm-hmm. bad. But I was like, I hope I can. I was telling this to everyone when I like when we were setting up, and I'm like, I just hope I can like still hear Falco side B so I can react to it. That was my oh, biggest true. concern. No, big biggest true. biggest concern. Answer is you can. So they have like additional speakers installed. Like, so every computer, like what you set up is like you set up the Wii, you set up the HDMI stuff, you set up the lag fix, and you also set up external speakers. So you just have to move the speakers closer to you. But it definitely like you can still hear it for sure. I think it takes a while to get used to the music just being like a constant background sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I also don't know if it's gonna be a recurring thing. I mean, they had a super special like Smash Brothers Ultimate. G- collab with g fuel sort of event in the front which was super weird because it was just us playing melee in the back and then like a bunch of like esports personalities and maybe not personalities but like just esports people it looked like a club and i'm just like back there trying to play melee huh well hax's nightclub you know hax's nightclub it is it, it, okay if there was one word i can call it it was definitely popping nice that's the word I think he was going for, right? Yeah, that definitely <laughs> was. So uh, you had a good run also, but um, before we get into that, just do you think that this this venue has what it takes to, to be the next like staple NYC local? Yeah, I, I definitely do. I mean, it, it comes with – it doesn't – it's not – it's not CRT Melee, but it's really, really good, and it's really close. And I think that's reflected in the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I, I like calling it uh, lag, like, not lag fix, but like lag-free HDMI because there is no lag on it because it does run slightly faster. faster. And Yeah, yeah. So it does run a little bit faster, and I think they're working on that. But, you know, it does still feel like you can execute everything, right? So instead of it being slower where... You know, sometimes your inputs get eaten up. It feels like maybe that it just feels like that much, a little more of that responsive, you know? Cool. Um, so that's cool. And so I really liked it. I was able to hit everything. It didn't really affect my melee outside of it also. Like I played melee outside and, you know, it doesn't feel like I think that's the biggest worry is that like, oh, like if I play this, like will it mess up when I play on like CRTs and stuff like that? Like with Dolphin, right? Dolphin sometimes messes up with your timing. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't, and that's the nicest part about it. It's great. Um, and the only other thing is is the widescreen thing, where it takes definitely some time to get used to just because there's some differences with the bubble and stuff like that, and a lot of people, like Rishi, uh, have certain set plays depending on whether they're in and out of the bubble, which I'm definitely going to steal. But, um, you know, I think that's just something that, you know, will take some time being used to, and you know hacks, like... Uh, he'll always just be working on this. He'll always be trying to figure out how to improve the code. Right. Um, so I'm not too worried about that. But like for an inaugural run, like it went so smoothly for sure. Right. And this is compared to the first, you know, the first time it ran at uh, Alien Gang, where he was running on Dolphin, and there were like issues between each of the setups. There was inconsistencies. Um, so like he obviously tried to make that work and then i did the business shut down or something like just no oh it didn't it just we 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 opted out of it yeah we opted out of it hacks realized that you know dolphin wasn't gonna work and so you know he didn't want to give us as hacks is a bad product yeah so you know for our patients he we've been rewarded for this new venue yeah and this new style and i think it's a lot better the definitely the biggest thing that I have to say, it was consistent. You could go from monitor to monitor, and they all felt the same. There wasn't any difference. There was no screen tearing. All of the monitors, like we learned from last time, were set at the proper, you know, like, hertz to run it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was all really good. Yeah. But it was definitely I... consistent all the way around. Well, it hits all the, the marks of a successful tournament, right? Like, as you just mentioned, the uh, consistency – um also going from this to another venue um you know we don't want to just screw over our players when they go to a crt major you know Mm -hmm. and having those kind of be checked um 
really the the only thing I can imagine would be, you know, is there room for like if, if people wanted to bring their own setups, their own CRT, and just plop it in a corner or something? Unfortunately, um, there there isn't. So the venue, the way it's sort of decked out, is in the front. There's a place to sign in, and there's a little like shop. And then, like, towards the middle section, you're getting into, like, these couch and flat screen sort of areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the DJs around there. Then it goes to, like, the kitchen and the bar, which was closed for this event just because of, I think, that they were catering. They had, like, people catering with, like, mini sliders and stuff for the G Fuel collab event. And then, um, and then in the back, it looks like just, like, an internet cafe where you have two, you have four rows of PCs just all the way back to, to the bathroom. So people wouldn't be able to bring like a CRT or anything, but it's definitely somewhere where we'll definitely be able to run all the locals. And also what's nice is that um, with the monitors that we have, um, it's do, two screens per per match. So you do get your own screen, which is kind of nice, which is nice. So it doesn't feel crowded. That is cool. Yeah, man. So it seems like it has all the pieces for a, for a successful local that's that's amazing um it had like kind of a teaser launch again with that that other hexes nightclub it, it seemed like it, got, it generated a lot of hype and then it was disappointing and then it generated even more hype mm-hmm. um the second time it came around and um definitely not by design it was a happy little accident the way that played but just the the amount of exposure this is getting even nationally um and then after a few more test runs and then, you know, the official, official, like first tournament, you know, counts for PR. That's going to be in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I'm really optimistic for this and I'm going to, you know, really set my schedule around this. I want to make every single one of these. Was there a commentator booth or no? So this time hacks learn from the, and it's really funny because you see also hacks mature as a tournament organizer through <laughs> this. Okay. Um, and so... The thing is, is that he knew that it was going to be crazy already, so he didn't... There, there is plans to be a stream, and there is plans to be, like, a commentator booth and stuff like that. Just, he didn't do it this time, just because, like, all that mattered was the games ran well, and the tournament ran quickly. Good. So, so he didn't bite off more than he can chew, because I was joking about this with Hacks and everyone at Alien Gang. His face at Alien Gang constantly when he was running the first tournament looked like, um... His reaction when he lost to a bait because of that misfire <laughs> back in like 2014 where he like reels back, hand on his head, and he's like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. That's like how he looked when he first started TOing. So Hax has like matured a lot as a TO and he knew that like it's like, all right, right now we're not going to do stream, but we're like we have to just run this well and we have to like make sure that we work well with, you know, the group and like, you know, this you know, and, you know, the great thing is he has, like, a lot of following and a lot of contacts, you know, like, this venue was found by Anbox, who, as you know, like, runs a lot of, like, the NYXL pop-up stuff. Yeah, that's, that was uh, reassuring. The second I yeah. heard NYXL, I'm like, alright, these guys are gonna be a good partner. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like, as we're talking about the venue, like, we call it the venue, but, you know, it's called OSNYC, so shout-outs to, you know, OSNYC for, you know, letting us have the inaugural you know, melee tournament for like, you know, one and a half years now we've been waiting for this. So, you know, thank you. And, you know, hopefully we get to do this a little more. Yeah. So just to stay on it for, for a few more minutes, um, this, we've talked about this before. We had a real heated discussion about Hax's nightclub. Mm -hmm. Um, but the potential of it, um, you know, with the stream or, or with all the stuff, it seems like it has the potential to be one of the more nationally known, um, locals and i might be getting ahead of myself you know i, I tend to do that but um in terms of it's where okay. i'm here to stop you if ever <laughs> yeah man I, I, we have an analogy for that but I, I we won't go into it but um what i'm thinking is where we are as a local scene and what we can really provide with our players now you were at the event you've been playing people you're obviously like living in brooklyn and i'm kind of on the outskirts but mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about our talent right now? And, and do you think that um, we're going to be in contention for one of the more popular locals, but also just one of the stronger scenes? Yeah, so I definitely think that we'll be one of the more popular locals. Um, 
also like you know before we get into the players um the idea of content i think is very important and i think that with dolphin we didn't have it but you know with the Wii's we now have it is that the, you know i think that we could and it is like looking like it's in the works or being trying to figure it out is just having it even with the hdmi having it be uh slippy so that you can release combo videos and stuff like that highlights yeah so that's really important is 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 that that we there you know that there's new technology now that lets us just record every match so that's really awesome of course support slippy uh and his patreon and stuff because he's doing god's work honestly but in terms of the players i i think that it's generating a lot of hype that a lot of players will see a lot of resurgence from a lot of players that we haven't seen in a while um so for example joe young aka young uh the marth player you know he i live with him he's the guy he's he's my good friend and it's just really apparent that with a local he's really really excited to to come back into melee because there's yeah. something to look forward to, you know, and he isn't a guy that like can travel as much, can really go to majors and and all of that. So you know, without a local, it's sort of hard to keep your motivation up, you know, and like commit to the weekends and stuff like that. So, but it's just very apparent that he's super excited. And he's an incredible player too. So, oh yeah, you know, it's really exciting to have him back. Another person who's going to be back um, was just Jason. You know, just Jason had an incredible tournament. Uh, out of nowhere he stopped playing marth thank goodness because not saying his marth was trash it just doesn't hold up against the sheet you know yeah um but also he beat young and then he beat rishi 3-1 that's so that's crazy <laughs> yeah i'll give you some time to sort of like digest that but um you know we haven't seen just jason in a long time but now he's practicing with beer man again they're doing their like own little thing how they always do it but you know jason let's not forget that jason was like tri-state what you know neb's pr which is was tri-state in the old days and like beat cyrox made cyrox rage quit you know he he's a really incredible player he's won neb's he's a neb's winner right so yeah he's definitely not one that we can sleep about and those are pretty much the two players i'm most excited for to come seeing but like if we're talking like some names I haven't seen in a while, like Sam Jacobs, that Falco from NJ, you know, like was there after work. And that was cool to see. Like I haven't seen him in a while. He went by a, a little different uh, tag, uh, my tiny little kitten paws. But, you know, that's just his humor. Uh, but yeah, like I think we'll definitely see a lot more old school players. Yeah. I know just like having a local is you know we talk about this all the time how important it is to like be able to test yourself and and compete and obviously spectrum is a great event encore is getting um getting some more attention again and um you know those are a little out of the way so a lot of these city guys who would have to pay you know maybe like 15 dollars in travel every time they want to go to one of those tournaments like that adds up and it's not as sustainable as you know a quick metro ride and or just like stopping off after work like being so centralized is going to really bring out you know the tri-state potential again you know connecticut long island jersey upstate all have yeah, a place the, now the new york potential also like yeah new york's sort of been dropping with only like four people actually traveling so right i think that's going to be really exciting too is that new york city is going to be back on the map and it's not just a place for them to showcase it's going to be a place for people to um, obviously test themselves, but uh, to get frustrated again, you know, to, to show up and be like, oh, damn it, I'm rusty. And then with that frustration, hopefully turn that into practice and, and better results. So just the health of the scene, it's, it's more than just one local and just one stream. It's really bringing out the potential of all these players in one of the most densely populated places on earth. Like we have so many players that we just forget about until they're going to show up and we're going to be like, oh shit, like, or just net play people, you know, people that haven't been able to go to a tournament but have been grinding in the background. Um, there's so much potential for this, and uh, it's really exciting. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say like the idea of getting frustrated. I remember, uh, you know, I mean that just happened already. Like big kid, you know, very frustrated, lost, lost to me and Young both three O's, um, but he's getting third at Mass Madness, you know. Yeah. got third at max madness last night so you know like good stuff on him but like you know that's sort of the the 
thing. You have to go come out like thinking that you don't know anything again. And we haven't had that in a while. And I think we'll see a resurgence of some old school people, like maybe like Animal Cody and those like Long Island Cody. But what I'm also most excited about that we haven't touched on is um, a growth of new players. Like we really need as a as the New York City community, we really need an influx of newer players. Yeah agree to shake things up i mean that's why new jersey's so competitive is that every year there's like who the fuck is fable who the fuck is mott money and they're out here getting like top 30 top 48 at shine and shit you know yeah no it's it's gonna be a big deal just having some place people can can improve and now with you know all the tools and all that there's just gonna be so much so much improvement so quickly um Mm -hmm. which is exciting stuff obviously so speaking on improvement my boy Wasabi, who uh, oh is on the call with me right now, he What's good? had he had a crazy, or I should say, you had a crazy good tournament, and I wanna I wanna hear about it. So how did how did Hax's nightclub go for you? Yeah, so it went pretty well. Like I I got there kind of early. I was just kind of just getting ready to play the tournament. Um, but I, like I wasn't thinking too much about it. I, I mean, like I just wanted to. I honestly didn't come in with like a goal in mind. I just like knew that it was going to be a different environment, knew I had to take it seriously. Um, just, you know, getting used to the DJ and the ambiance and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, so then I played. Um, funny enough, round two, I played uh, Hector Hertz, or Jesse Hertz. Shouts to him. He's really improved, actually. Uh, so that was a fun 2-0 set, but, it, you know, it was close for sure. He dropped a few tech chases, but his tech chases were looking amazing. I'm saying that because I know he'd be... He's happy hearing that. But then um, I had to play Big Kid. Um, and, you know, me and Big Kid, we play a lot. Um, but I feel, like, fairly confident against Puff recently. Mm-hmm. Um, as we as we talked about with me and Pig, right? Uh, and yeah. so we were playing. And, um, again, it was just about executing the game plan. And that's really, that's really it, you know? Um, of course, I was a little nervous. Big Kid's a very good player. But... You know, it's about just executing the game plan, knowing that your game plan, like, can stand on its own. And so, you know, I won game one, I won game two. Game three, I was up two stocks. Uh, it was four stocks to two, and then I think I really... I think I maybe, like, hit a bear. I, like, just dealt, like, a nice, like, three-piece combo, and, like, I sort of, like... That was the final nail in the coffin for Layden. And mm-hmm. so he actually quit out. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, you know... Not 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 the funnest way to end end the set, but you know had to keep worrying about the tournament. And at that point, I really didn't know where I was. Um, I thought I was like going to play in winner semis, and the next thing I know, uh, you know Shane was saying like, "You're playing winners finals against just Jason. He just beat Rishi." Like, wait. So first thing I was like, "Wait, Jason beat Rishi," and the second thing is like, "This is winners finals." Huh. So I didn't realize that I was, like, third seed in this tournament. And I guess, like, it makes sense, but it's just, like, was weird to think about. I also thought I would have to play hacks. I forgot he was just TOing. Uh, so then um, I played just Jason, and, it you know, honestly, it was so back and forth. I don't think – I think both of us were playing, like, solid but not our best. Mm-hmm. But it was just so fun playing someone that you haven't played in a while that, like, even when I, like, would get gimped, and and like lose a game like off of that because you know that's jason's just really good at that Mm -hmm. um i couldn't help but smile which is the weird thing because i'm like this motherfucker's like finally back like i've been waiting for this you know yeah yeah, because like jason's just one of those guys where it's like he says he's back beer man's like i'm hanging out with beer man he's like you know i've been playing jason like he's back now and like beer man's very like lenient on what back is considered uh (laughs) So I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, like, I'll, 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 like, make sure, you know, like, I'll wait till I actually see it, and, like, I just saw it, like, he just looked like he hasn't, like, dropped a, like, dropped a step or anything, like, it just looks like he was back, so it honestly went down to game five last stock, uh, it was a game five stunner, which I kind of love that really cheesy, like, almost sportsy description of a game five, Yeah. but, um, it really ended with, you know, like, it, it was the same thing. It was just executing the game plan. I, I sound like any high school football player after the game, I feel like. 
Uh, yeah, we just un- did what we needed to do. You, you know, know we, coach yeah, you was know, there. Just, just yeah. coach was there. You know, had to do our best, keep our heads down, execute the game plan. Yeah, no, but uh, I just remember one specific moment I'd love to like go into a little bit. Sure. Uh, and that's just it was game five, last stock, and Jason's on the ledge. I knock him out, and he's holding ledge. I know that Jason, as he does nine and a half times out of ten, ledge dash f tilt ledge dash up tilt right Mm -hmm. and at first i wanted to run away from it and then just play from there but something in my head was like no like if i run away from this where i clearly know like i have such a solid read on what he's gonna do if i don't punish this i'm gonna be mad at myself and so i started dash dancing at the spacing i thought was right and like perfectly whiff punished this f tilt ledge dash f tilt and jason hits good f tilts like ledge dash f tilts like it's full distance Right. And I just whiff punish it perfectly. And it looks like the ending of Mango versus Plup, where this up smash hits, and you see Sheik go up and up and up, and they're at 98%, and all of a sudden, they disappear off oh. the top. And that was, like, the end of Winner's Finals. And I was really happy about that. Goosebumps. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and then I was on Winner's Side of Grands, and I knew I had to play Rishi. And I think my biggest worry um, was just keeping focus like not being okay with second place you know like it's i think it was very easy to be like okay like i'm really happy with how far i made it you know like now time to lose to rishi you know and i'm definitely happy that i that didn't happen like i i you know i lost 3-1 i lost 3-0 but you know i gave it everything i had and you know there is a skill gap that i have to work on but i was able to work on everything i needed to against him and it was like very apparent that i was playing differently than we when we last played and i didn't like i actually want to take the tournament i think that feeling is like the most important that i didn't like i wasn't happy with second place no that's definitely a a mental game that we play whenever we play someone above our skill it's just you can't you can't like think too much into you know expectations or rankings or skill Mm -hmm. levels like that's not where good melee happens it's not like oh like If I go in and make a crazy upset, imagine how crazy it'll be. Imagine like widging this and that, you know, that's not where we need to be. And so the first step is getting to that point, as you said, like just the mental block of these expectations. And then after that, you get to just play melee. And, you know, afterwards, you're just like, oh, yeah, I mean, he's an amazing player. Like the skill gap is something to improve. And then you have tangible things to work on rather than just like, yeah, I'll never be. That's Rishi. You know, so having that, so, so going into that, yeah, um, yeah. what do you think are some things you need to work on, I guess, specifically in that matchup, but maybe just like general gameplay Generally. things? Yeah. I mean, even though I say I did it, it wasn't with like, it wasn't perfect. Like it took me two games to sort of get into that zone. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I know it took two games was, um, not because I won on, I took him double to Yoshi cause I was fearing his dash dance. But I realize I'm just a better player with space and Dreamline's better. So, you know, that's different. But I think also the big thing is, I noticed myself going, I was talking with this with uh, Young, was I think when you're nervous, especially if you're in this sort of like R level sort of range, like this mid-level, like, you know, like aiming for top 100 but not there yet sort of level, that when you're playing against better players, you feel like you have to make every hit count. And that's true. That is like a true fact. But then you start overswinging, and you yeah. start and you like think that every opportunity that you have is the time where you actually will like take the stock. And I just noticed that I would go for these like really ridiculous like edge guards where I'm like, why am I going for this? Like, why do I feel like I need to? Like, is it like is my neutral like so bad that I can't? I don't think it can stand on its own against Rishi. You know. Mm-hmm. That I can't hit the openings, I can't react, and I have to have these like ridiculous plays to win. And I noticed that for the first two games, and I and you know Dreamland, the only game I won actually, I was like, no, like you know you can hold your own in neutral, you can punish him well. He might hurt, make you hurt more, but like it's not like you can't do the same. Right. And I think that really sort of like helped reframe my mindset. And I think that's important too, is like. Not just, like, being able to realize that, like, you were, like, started out a little more tilted, but able to, like, 
re-correct yourself, change your course of action. And I think that is also what I'm like pretty happy about. Yeah, that's definitely part of the mental work is um, not allowing like a single combo or something. So I'm sure he got like maybe a zero to death or two or like some crazy More than combo. Two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, just being able to put that into a box and be like, look, that, that happened, you know. Now we're just playing the next stock and it doesn't matter how that combo mm -hmm. went. It's like more so what can I learn from how I got grabbed or how I got that, you know, hit by that first forward air or, you know, it's, it's just piecing together what you could actually take away rather than, oh my God, this guy's sick. Like, and yeah. as you said, needing to make every hit, like now I need to zero to death him if I have any chance. It's like, no, like that's kind of not how the matchup works. Um, you got to stay true to the actual gameplay um, and realize that it's just a Marth who who does very you know good Marth things and in sometimes mm -hmm. more optimal Marth things than the Marths you've played. Yeah, I think it's also like a thing of like yeah, you want to hit everything, but you want to. It's almost like when you're running up a hill and you don't want to look at the top of the hill. Like you just have to think of like the next two interactions. You know, like you can't think about like you zeroing deathing him like as a whole chunk. You know, it just ends up falling to that you know if you keep on making right. the right calls and that's right. sort of and the thing like it's almost like um i'm starting to think like the idea of momentum is true but it's also not true at the same time where it's just the succession of good plays or bad plays that dictate momentum what we call momentum right i would say momentum is more of one person tilting rather than another person just starting to play like a god yeah um, of course I, you know so it's just if you could keep from getting to that place it's like you know running up the hill if you trip that doesn't mean you turn around stare at where you tripped and start running backwards you know mm -hmm. like you can't you can't get caught off guard and um personally that's something i i guess struggle with it's like a it's like a moderate problem for me mm -hmm. and i think for a lot of people too it's it's tough to put different things in perspective and take your emotions out of getting <laughs> you know destroyed by a top 30 top 40 player but yeah that's kind of the mental work we have to do um and then the the physical work right like so the training um do you think there's anything you you could take out of that specifically like hyper hyper specifically yeah um, that you yeah. could add to your repertoire or something yeah i mean you know both in game i i sort of realized that i was still attacking a little bit too far i was mixing it up a little more but not the best but also, I think another thing is, and I don't know why this tournament experience is making me think more outside the box than inside. I think it's also partially, I, I trust my game plan against Marth. And I think it needs to be, it's not that I need to add anything, it's about I need to refine it more. Cool. You know, it's not about, it's like sort of like what Bruce Lee says, It's not, I don't need to add more substance to it, I just need to concentrate it. I have to keep on, it's like building a, a statue, right? It's not about adding more marble or anything. You have to chop away at it until it becomes something. Nice. And I think that's where I'm at right now in Melee. Uh, so it's not about adding anything. It's about just making things better. But also, um, there's an, a really incredible ESPN article that I read about uh, chess players. Um, and I know it's circulating around Melee Twitter or Smash Twitter about the idea of like uh, physical health with it and like how these chess players... like actually work out a sh shit ton and monitor what they eat because like they're losing like 20 pounds in 10 days from a chess tournament setting down yeah. and i'm starting to think that and it's all it's perfect because also like my next big thing is east coast throwdown so i have a month to kind of really work on this and that's my goal for this month but i really want to improve myself physically not not just like for like a weight thing or any, like a health thing but like I feel like I'm starting to make it farther and farther in bracket, and I just need that physical stamina to be able to play that well when I'm farther out in bracket. And I think oh, I'm yeah. really noticing that with like my experiences with Jay Mook and Rishi, where I played well and I lost a little steam, or I didn't start as hot and then I started picking it up. And like it's just becoming more apparent that like that's something I should focus on if I really want to put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. I know that for me, like, I've realized that I'm I'm impacted if I don't do cardio at least, like, two times a week. And if I, you know, eat like shit, you know, most of the time. So I'm still young. 
so I could still kind of you know get away with you know the the occasional Wendy's for lunch and and yeah little things I popped like that. the other day yeah so it's like you know we're still human we're not going to just turn into these like you know top tier organic consumption machines that's not really the way to do it um, but you know little optimizations and little just habit changes. Um, and realizing like now we're at the point financially and this is something this is coming from a place of privilege a little bit like mm-hmm. we have we have the opportunity to you know dish out a, a couple more bucks to get like a, a juice or a smoothie the day of a tournament you know like there's there's little things we could do where if we say okay kale is an expensive <laughs> vegetable but the health benefits you know might outweigh the cost um, those might be little things we could do also and mm-hmm. and just kind of finding the perfect balance of you know health and finance and time and exercise like I think just keeping that as a discussion and keeping that in our minds as a priority when it comes to even melee um, I think that was the best takeaway in my opinion from that article going around is that people started to really have the conversation Rishi was one of the people who I think retweeted it and was like, yeah, this is something I've been thinking about for a really long time. And it's cool to have this validated by some of the top, you know, chess is a very comparable um, sport, I guess, to what we do. Yeah. You know, sitting down, but using huge amounts of um, mental, mental energy. effort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also if you look at Rishi over the years, like Rishi in 2014 to now, or like maybe not 2014, like 2016, I guess is when he started getting into the limelight. Dude, he's been he's looking good, dude. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he's looking you fit. see him in his the Nintendo jacket and you're just like, damn. Like Rishi's got it like that. And, you know, good on him for like, you know, taking physical health as something really important. Um, but I think it's really awesome that like this is becoming a conversation topic now. Yeah. And it's really cool, like, we talk about all the time the value that melee brings into our lives. Um, outside of just the game you know like there's the community but there's also the self-esteem the work ethic all these outside intangible things Um, it's really exciting to think that there's a growing um, number of people that would use melee as like an excuse to be healthy and you know getting physically fit I hate whenever people bring up fitness as like a weight thing because that's not that's not what it is like it's just it's it's about feeling good it's about being happy and and um having the nutrients that if you don't have like you know if you don't have magnesium you just have like a hundred different health problems yeah like like little things like that and it's very difficult to actually pinpoint it unless you do the research and really think about what food you're putting into your body it's not just about being hungry it's about not having these like iron and zinc and all these like little things that you don't understand is what is making you like literally depressed um yeah exactly yeah and so if people think like oh shit i love melee i want to get good at something i'm passionate about um and this is something that it's not just going to make me like lose weight or make me like look good it's going to make me a better melee player like what better way to to you know, kick some people in the ass and get them to start taking care of themselves. I, I just love that the conversation is, is being brought open like this. You know, as we talk, there's Smash Camp and everyone's just getting fucked up <laughs> for the whole weekend. <laughs> except for Nico. Ex- literally, ex- except Nico and, and the other people who um, yeah. who are responsible. But <laughs> Yeah, but I think, like, also, just to sort of close out on it, like, it's not about, like, it's, you know, like, you're right about it being just like a healthy thing like if you feel good in whatever body size that you have that's great you know i think it's about more so like being happy with the body that you have and feeling energetic and not lethargic is like the biggest thing and a lot of time it's not about exercise it's about also just like what you eat and what you put in your body as you said and it's really funny because my mom like you know my mom typical asian asian mom she's just like well i think you'd enjoy your 20s if you were like a little thinner and like what does that even mean mom yeah i don't even <laughs> like well, I, I, I don't know what you mean uh, by that but i don't want to just... get into the cultural differences but like i know I, 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 I think it's more of an age thing <laughs> it is an age thing i think it's also like uh at least with Fil- the philippines it's all about like external experience appearance 
mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing. But we won't get into that. I just want to like say that it's like it's it's great that like you know it's a more of an internal reason on why you want to do something. I think that's the biggest thing. Hey guys, this is JD. Just wanted to say really quick, if you like what we're doing and you're listening up to this point, then you should definitely join our Discord. Will and I would love to hear from you. We'll take your questions, we'll add it to a list, and when we get enough, we'll have an episode just entirely dedicated to what you guys want us to talk about. So head over to the Discord, go to our Twitter, click on the link, and we will hear from you soon. Alright, yeah, so JD... You know, we talked about Hax's nightclub and stuff like that, but, you know, your last tournament still was small, and I know you had, like, more thoughts on that in terms of, like, the social aspect of it, so, you know, I wanted to ask you to, like, sort of delve into that more, because, like, you really enjoyed this whole thing that you set up, where, you know, we went up there, you commentated and played, and I played, and then we got, like, a group of ten heads to go into, like, a nice hotel suite to just Um... chill for the night. 13 heads actually okay i'm sorry well, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. so um a couple months back when i think we were at Sh- it wasn't at shine it was like before shine mm-hmm. um it was at SmashCon actually where i was with joel and you know right after the tournament i was like hey man you know like really fun hanging out with you this weekend like that was sick um when's the next tournament you're going to he's like oh see me on land i'm like oh shit yeah me too um yeah but this is so yo, why don't we just, like, get a hotel? And he's, like, super down. I'm, like, why don't we get, like, Jake, Max, and and some, you know, maybe two more people in the room and, and just, like, split it and have an after party? He's, like, dude, yes. And so we just threw together, um, you know, a, a, a whole group that were going to be sleeping in the room. You were actually a last-minute thing. I didn't even know if you were going. Yeah, um, yeah. I beg you got, to stay there. You, you did not beg me. You asked, and I'm, like, yeah, absolutely. And um, so – yeah, so we, we got a suite, which was the only thing I would have gotten, you know. Um, and I, I want to know how to approach – I'm trying to think of how to approach this because um, there's a lot of planning that goes into it. But the whole point was to have the best time possible. Like my, my number one goal was like, okay, I'm going to see me on land. I know what it's like to go to a regional. Obviously, I'm going to prepare gameplay. I'm going to try my best. But – when I think about the other times I've gone to this venue, I've ended up sleeping in my car one time. I slept on the floor of a dorm one time, and I slept on the old chair um, ottoman combo the other oh, time. Oh, wow, yeah. With, like, a lousy little, like, pillow pet and a, a cheap blanket. So I'm over that. Like, I, I have a job. I don't need to, you know, put myself in these terrible situations um, let's put something together where we just have a great time. I can actually sleep in something comfortable and I can hang out with all my friends that I don't get to see very often. So that was my goal going into it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and what ended up happening is we had like 13 people. We had three setups. You know, we were drinking, we were, you know, doing our thing. And um, I'm starting to realize that there's a whole kind of like, <laughs> there's a whole metagame to how to have the best time at a melee tournament possible. Um, and it's, it's interesting that um, a lot of people don't really think about this when they go to tournaments. Their number one goal is to just get there. Like, how do I carpool there and all that stuff? But um, you got to realize that every tournament ends and then what do you do with yourself? You know, do you just play friendlies until all the setups get taken away? Do you have a backup plan? Do you just get food at a diner and then drive home in the middle of the night? Like, there's a whole there's a whole metagame to it. Um, so first, uh, did you enjoy yourself? I already know the answer, but <laughs> did how, yeah. how did you how did you you know enjoy yourself there? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I think I was like also really tired. I think um, I was like after that crazy run, you know, which we talked about in the last episode. I was like kind of good on melee at that point, like. So I was hoping to, like, just hang out more, kick it back, chill. Um, but then everyone was playing Melee. So, you know, I was it was fun. Like, I got to know Joel and, and Pig a little better, talked with them more. Uh, and then, as I always do, I fell asleep early. But overall, <laughs> yeah. really, really fun event. Like, I really, really liked it. I want to do it more. I think it we could definitely do it a little differently, depending on, like, 
the moods of people but i think i think it like is something that i want to keep on doing for sure right so i did make a few mistakes in this whole planning um the first mistake was well first off i think we had the perfect amount of people so yeah the the people weren't the problem no 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 it's not the people it was the activity right so we had three setups for melee but once it gets to like 3 a.m and you've been at a tournament all day playing melee you know it's not for everyone so first thing is one setup or two setups with other gamecube games i think that's the i think that's the sweet spot so i would have been down for some mario party mario party mario kart you know just any any sort Mm -hmm. of extra game um to just throw in that same setup and you know have some more casual experiences We're, we're all drunk so it's like melee it can be fun for a long time it's just not the most optimal way to have fun mm-hmm. um talk the about other thing drinks I'm... though drinks yeah we need liquor man we need yeah, liquor dude, i can't i can't digest like 10 beers like 10 pbrs anymore jd yeah my body will beers. not let me we had too many beers and it, it was only uh, beers it's only beers and so you know disregarding the whole cleanup aspect um which actually wasn't that bad you know we don't we had a lot of people helping out so but just having all those beer cans was hilarious and kind of smelly mm-hmm. um it's just beer is not the move and it was more of a backup plan because we got out of the tournament and it was like nine and you know we couldn't get alcohol so pre-plan get a bottle beforehand get a few bottles beforehand mm-hmm. um and it's it's also i think it might be cheaper depending on how many people you have drinking but without a doubt liquor um and the last thing is like some sort of group activity that we could all play um like mafia or Mm -hmm. avalon um a game like that is just like so the potential for actually like bringing everyone together and having it be not just a fun night with like homies and and melee it's like a legendary night with stories to tell um actual like things that will bring you back to that night for you know years to come Mm -hmm. i think that is what we're really going for right we're really going for these like very difficult to obtain you know soul points that we're trying to accumulate Mm -hmm. where you know you could you could say like yo we just played melee all night it was amazing or you could say like okay so it was you know two mafia and and three townspeople and you know just like the potential for um just a real exciting fun stupid ass story to come out of it mm-hmm. it needs like a, a game like that um, yeah i definitely agree yeah. with that i think though it was overall really good like and it's not something that i think like people are doing in the community as much and and maybe they are but we just haven't heard about but definitely definitely super fun definitely want to do it again yeah, I think that it happens often. It's just kind of less of a like a pre-planned, organized thing. So what you might have is like one center of gravity type person, like either a top player or you know someone who is just very well known and has mm-hmm. a lot of friends or whatever who um, can just like it just happens to have a lot of people come together in their room or something, and then you know it's a fun get together, but. I think the real, real juice of it is to literally get a suite. I think a suite is like the the most important thing because without it, like we would have gotten noise complaints, um, like we did at Shine. <laughs> um, it would have been really uncomfortable. We would have had to um, only have like three people, four people stay there, or have people on the floor just like cramped. Um, and in the suite, we had an air mattress. We had a couch that pulled out into a, another mattress plus the bed. Um, and then someone also slept on the floor just as a matter of preference. Um, having that extra space is um, is crucial, man. Yeah, I also think it was like perfect for these size of tournaments, like these regionals. Like I think at a major, there's just so many people to see and so many people to invite that can get a little out of hand just naturally yep. as majors do um but with a regional where you have like <clears throat> you have like a few good friends and and some people that you want to catch up with 
I think that was it was perfect for the event for sure. Absolutely. And so majors are an interesting topic too, and it's something I'm trying. I think about all the time, and I can't truly crack the code of optimizing my major experience. So I want to kind of explore this a little bit um, because I think it's really important when people talk about majors. It really comes centered around gameplay, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, we, we, we don't have a lot of opportunities to play a lot of people, get that melee experience, all of that. But I think what that does is it kind of takes away from the conversation kind of the root of what we're actually doing. Like, why do we play melee? It's not to necessarily just get better all the time. It's to, you know it's just everything we get out of it it's it's the whole package and so i think when some people go into majors narrow focused like laser focused on like playing as many people as possible and that's Mm -hmm. not like and that's not coming from what they want truly it's coming from like the pressure to do that Mm. that's that's the problem so you know we talked before about you know our we have different priorities just as people and the real the real lesson comes from like what do we actually want and following that Mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about like someone like you or someone like another money match fiend who goes in and plays mad people and then gets fulfillment out of that and that's like the best way for you to do it i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like the actual conversation of what's right for you what do you actually want to get out of this um and then that that's you know that's a much more tricky answer than just play as many people from as many regions as possible you know what i mean Hmm. yeah i definitely agree i think also with majors it's just sheer size it makes it a little more complicated right and so i'm curious to see how we'll go about hacking it in the in the future right like getting Getting to a point where you know exactly what you're going to do, I don't think that's ever going to happen because, mm-hmm. like, even at Shine, when I think I had a pretty good, well, no, I didn't have a perfect mindset because we've talked about, like, I didn't, you know, come in as focused and, and as, you know, preparedness yeah. ready. But um, even after I was out of tournament and I was in that mindset of, like, let's have a good time, and I ended up having a great time, um, it's hard to just, like, plan what you're gonna do like how are you possibly gonna know who you're just gonna randomly run into like i didn't know i was gonna run into mr ben ready and then hang out with him for like a few hours just like really kicking it playing dubs and just having a good time i i didn't know that's what was gonna happen mm-hmm. um so i'm not talking about like going in with a strict game plan but i do think there's an attitude that could be unlocked like either after tournament or like you know there's a switch of as soon as you're out of bracket where you need to make the decision of what do i want to do and um yeah it's difficult but i think it it just comes from again just knowing exactly or not knowing exactly but kind of feeling out like what what do i really want not like what should i do but what can i do and what sounds most exciting to me yeah you know yeah, I definitely se- really agree with that. Yeah, the second we're out of bracket, like sometimes we just feel like shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're like, "Fuck, I wanna, I wanna drink right now," like just, just, you know, I, I'm that loss was brutal, or like, "Fuck this game," or whatever is going on in your head. Um, now, now I'm asking you, you know, you've just like every player in the world have gone through tough losses, um, and maybe tough losses at majors too. How do you how do you like cope with that in the moment? Like, what is usually your first instinct when you when you lose at a major? Yeah, yeah, or any tough loss or anything. I think my first instinct is, I think, to let myself like to get to sort of get to a place where I can sort of express my feelings. So a lot of the time, like, I don't really like talking about it. I want like time to process it and like internalize it. So normally I'll tend to just like step out of the venue, walk around a little bit, sort of like try to, you know, try to process my feelings. And it's okay if like the conclusion is like, yeah, I'm still really angry at this, but I think that's like the biggest thing. I think I'm not the type of person that like really 
wants to make a big deal about it but like is more just wants to like understand it and like kind of walk work my way through it like maybe i'll call my girlfriend or talk to you about it like a close friend but it's not something where i kind of like feel like i want to like tell everyone like oh dude like this happened and then this happened and i can't believe that you know like once i get to like that mode i'm more like just joking about it and like kind of making it like a lighter subject you know right no i actually agree um and I think it's important to be like, okay, even if you do enjoy drinking and, and partying um, at majors, which a lot of people do, you know, mm-hmm. me included, um, yeah, yeah. I do think what you just said is, is kind of a crucial piece to that puzzle. Um, because if you take a loss poorly and you, you know, kind of feel like shit and then you just start drinking immediately and you don't really give your time, give yourself time mm-hmm. to process what's going on, um, it's just kind of going to, going to, corrupt your experience a little bit it's not gonna like it's not even about like learning about it which is definitely a piece but you're just not gonna you're not gonna be able to be comfortable throughout the night like i've seen people just get hammered and then later in the night they just like get pissed off about their loss again like they're clearly not over it (laughs) um or just over drink just keep trying to stuff it down and then they get too hammered and and you know, cause a scene or, or screw themselves over in some way. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. Like the, the part of a major of having a good time is really nailing that transition period when you do lose, cause everyone loses, like everyone except one person loses. And so understanding how you feel and what exactly you want. Cause again, if you, lose and you feel motivated to keep playing like fuck yeah keep playing like yeah get on exactly. a money match setup and and start grinding out matches because like that's what you want to do just do what you want to do and um be careful of ignoring your own thoughts and emotions i guess yeah. that's that's what i think is the best way to enjoy melee tournaments i don't know yeah i definitely think it's it's about that i think it's like easy to get swept up with like what everyone else is doing but and, you know, we're coming from, like, a perspective of, like, just us two, like, that drink and are down to party afterwards and stuff like that, um, you know, or, like, fiend and stuff like that. But, you know, like, even for people who, like, don't really, you know, that's not really their scene, I think, you know, there's this sort of pressure that you have to do that to have fun. And that's also not true, you know, like, right. you can do anything. Like, there are nights where, like, I don't feel like drinking after a major or after a tournament I just want to play and then take a car ride home you know yeah that's totally okay too yeah sometimes you just want to like go for a walk and you know process your whole melee experience like if you take a real tough loss sometimes you just gotta like really find yourself like it sucks but sometimes those moments of you know self-exploration and solitude Mm -hmm. that's that's the healthiest thing to do um yeah and then if you come back and you're like shit let's party like let's just have a good time i'm here to enjoy myself and see my friends um that is nailing the the transition i think yeah i definitely agree i think a big thing also is like even before the loss like understanding that like you know there is a scenario where you could lose and i think accepting like to play your best you have to also accept that you'll you can lose yeah. I think that's a big thing that, like, we haven't really touched on yet. And I know we don't really have the time to touch on it, like, right now. But, you know, when I play, a lot of the time, like, admitting that I, that, you know, that this could end in a loss is, like, almost a little bit freeing. Because then there's yeah. nothing else to, like, really fear after that. Right. I mean, with with the conversation right now being, like, after the loss or when you can have, you know, the, the rest of your night ahead of you. Um, a lot of that stems from your mindset going into the match and going into the tournament itself. You're absolutely right. Um, and so we talk, we talk about that all the time. So if this is your first episode listening to it, check out every single other episode in order. And you'll, um, <laughs> you really understand us. But um, Oh, my goodness. That's like, yeah, yeah you'll know what we did for like the last six months, eight months, eight months, right? Eight, like eight, nine months at this point? About, about nine months, yeah. Yeah, about yeah. You'll know everything we did in the last nine months. Yeah, and it's a, a prerequisite creepy, but... to to fully enjoying us as people. 
All but, right, all right, all right. Chill. Yeah, I think the lesson of this is like, I am going to set up a suite <laughs> for every regional I go to. Um, that that it makes sense. And yeah. um, for majors, I'm just going to try to keep a healthy mindset and drink liquor. Nice. Yep. I like that. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. Uh, speaking of takeaways, one of our good friends took away a really good win this weekend. Ooh, nice. And uh, do you want to give him the shout-out? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a bromance. I'd, I'd be mad if he didn't let it me have it. But uh, good fucking shit to my boy Panos beating Squid 2-1 at Smash Cam. Still alive done. on winner side. Yeah, dude. It's not over Hell yet. Yeah. And... We're recording this before Top 48, so I can't say anything else about his run. But, like, Falcon Falco's fucking tough. It's a good yep. fucking shit. And I know for a fact Squid shot a shit ton of lasers. <laughs> yep. And uh, our boy Pano, see, that, doesn't, that does not sway him. He will kick your ass with or without lasers. Fal- Fox or Falco. He'll get yeah. you in those crazy combos. He'll throw you off stage, do a crazy pivot weak knee. Ooh, oh, that's our son, dude. That is. And, you know, I'm really happy, too, because, like, he's getting back into the melee grind of things. But, like, he took, like, a pretty substantial, like, month, like, off where, you know, he worked on his, like, you know, health, got on, a, like, a good routine that makes him happy and, you know, like, got settled at work a little bit more. And, like, again, doing a lot of, like, the holistic stuff that, like, you might not attribute to playing well. But he did set himself for success at this Smash camp, you know? And I think that's, you know, I'm really proud of him as a as a friend for that. Yeah, I think his approach to Melee is so healthy. I think he just legitimately loves the game, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, but his improvement comes from from a really good place. And I think he set it in his life in a way that, you know, just makes him most comfortable and, and very happy. And I think he's on a very similar path that we are you know we're all working adults trying to make it in this game and it's really really cool to see someone um i mean he puts in more work than i do so i'm not gonna you know put my lump myself in his camp but i just love the guy so much and um i'm so happy to be able to shout him out on such a sick win um and probably prematurely like we might have to edit this in post and be like uh he won the tournament just letting you guys know but yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But you know, it's it's definitely a great start. It's awesome. It's nice to hear. Uh, yeah, so good shit, Penny. Like I know you're gonna be listening to this at some point. So yeah, just Facebook message me afterwards. Peace. Yeah, and invite me uh, next time you guys hang out and drink. Yeah, we got and so drunk. Holy shit! You dude. guys, you guys sent me a video about how to like record audio, and I'm like, yep, I knew that. <laughs> but it was like, like it was you know like what jd a, needs to do you know what J, yo record this we need we need to tell jd right now oh my god <laughs> dude we drank so much talking about you're tri- yeah you're drinking like, like whiskey out of coffee mugs or something yes but that's because we ran out of glasses so it was we had some nice gin from vermont like this craft gin like we had a glass of that then we had two glasses of whiskey and then six beers each Oh my goodness! Yeah, we were we were lost in the sauce for sure. Good for you guys. Yeah. Thanks for the invite. And we went to work the next day. Proud, proud of you guys. True. Yeah, yeah. New York lifestyle. True New York. Yeah. I have no idea how how the hell he commuted back, <laughs> back for it. But you know, he's a trooper. Yeah. But yeah. Is. You'll be invited next time. <sighs> Finally. Um. Okay. So. With all that, let's talk about, really quick, our next week coming up. What do you got planned for yourself? What are you going to do to practice all that jazz? Yeah, so my computer's set up, so I kind of want to set up some net play, set up some other fighting games. Uh, you know, it's been really fun. I've been playing some Street Fighter, like, the last two days, and that's been fun. Um, but also, like, play hacks and, you know, maybe play Rishi, see if they're free. Um, go to the local on Thursday if it's happening, just to support it again. And then, you know, besides that, like, really, again, like, this chess article really sort of got me in this weird mood where, you know, I feel like that's the next step, actually. So, so, you know, working out, kind of working on that is going to be good. 
and doing a little more solo practice. There's some stuff I need to hit the lab for that I haven't done yet, and it's it can't wait anymore. I gotta just do it. Cool. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. What about um, you? I think so. What I I think what I need to do is since I set up a good habit of you know playing in the mornings, you know, mm-hmm. doing my twenty minutes, but I think I'm starting to kind of um, do it a little less focused and just mm-hmm. kind of put my hands in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think I want to do is, is start doing some some drills, just a couple drills every day, um, really refining parts of my gameplay that need to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and just get Uncle Punched out of my head, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, set up uh, the Firefox and just practice back air and from ledge. <laughs> like, yeah, you definitely need Small things that. I got to work on. Yeah, like, it's really obvious the things I'm, I'm missing. And um, I think just cleaning up one or two things here and there is going to be, um, it's just going to work wonders. I think it's the easiest thing to work on right now. And, you know, Occam's Razor, you know, the most simple solution is likely the best one. So. Yep. Yep. That's where I'm at. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So it sounds like we got a busy week, but, uh, again, always a pleasure talking with you, JD. Can't believe, you know, you know, I really love this podcast. So, and just talking with you. So it's been fun. It will be fun. It will continue to be fun. And hopefully the people listening, we've, we just had a week of content come out. Yeah, that's right. This is post content week. Yeah. So, so hope you guys like the changes and um, see you on Discord, you know? Yeah, for sure. Let us know if you have any thoughts or anything. And, you know, we appreciate the listen for sure. Hell yes. All right, Will. I'll talk to you soon, man. Yeah. Talk to you later, JD.